their secret mountain lair somewhere in Colorado, this is the Image Doctors Photography Podcast with your hosts, Jason O'Dell and Rick Walker. It's time for the Image Doctors Photography Podcast. I'm Jason O'Dell. I'm Rick Walker. Hey, Rick. Good to have you back. Yeah, it's it's not been a fun month, to I, say the least. And I understand. Yeah, I'm not going to go into a lot of details, but I'll just point people to the thing that we put up on our um, Facebook site, site. And if people haven't looked at that, I ask that you please look at it. But it would be safe to say that it was the worst month of my life. You know, and I, I think that's I'm not sure that will ever change. Um, you know, well, we've got um, friends and we've got photography and we've got all our listeners and we do appreciate all the kind words we've been getting. Yep. Yep. And I, so, I will say it was pretty much at my limit just to to go through on Facebook and, you know, show appreciation for each comment, you know, with a like thing, anything more than that was just honestly too much but well just yeah. to know that that we did receive those we did read the messages from from absolutely you guys out there and um, i read everyone and so just let our listeners know that if you haven't gone over there take take a moment go over there read what's been going on and um and uh we'll leave it at that but it's good to be back we did a little photo therapy for ourselves um uh and know, advanced scouting it combined yeah something yeah. we had planned to do anyway but it just kind of worked out that sometimes you just need a change of scenery to get your mind in a better place and where better else to do that than behind a camera so just to say we went down to tucson for half a week or so and phoenix tucson and did some scouting and did some photography and we had, generally had a good time yeah it was nice I, I won't say that my concentration was no, really no. great when shooting but it was it's always nice to get out and do that stuff. And we had a lot of fun in Saguaro National, National Park and some other nice locations. It's well, and just going to the, we went to the Pima Air Museum, which was fun. Oh, yeah. Lots, yeah. Of, lots of cool things that I'd only seen in plastic model kits as a kid, mm -hmm. you know, in aircraft yeah. and stuff. So that was really, really cool. And, uh, you know, the thing about advanced scouting is you don't have to worry too hard about coming back with tons of shots. You just want to make sure that you know you're setting things up and you know that could be a topic for another day but you know you're trying to figure out which locations work well in the morning which ones work well in the afternoon the logistics of going between different spots um you know because obviously we're gonna hope to do a little photo safari there like yeah I don't about a year from now sharp, but you know maybe this time next year we'll yeah take, if people want to shoot with us we'll take take you down to the tucson area which is really nice this time of year yeah and we, we went to during try. a cold snap <laughs> we went down True. It, was, it was it was 50 degrees uh their their version of winter of course we missed out on negative wind chill temperatures here so that's there's worse things that could happen yeah so. and we got to try sonoran style hot dogs which hey were, those were great those were really good we, we actually had a lot of surprisingly great food down there uh, we we uh did, did really well with our with our culinary choices. Oh God, yeah, it was shocking. So anyway. not with, and not the kind of food you would expect in general, but I mean, of which there's plenty of that, but 
Oh yeah, we did all the important stuff too. I mean, yeah. But anyhow, um, so anyway, look look for that coming up. We've got we've got another travel workshop coming up, which we'll mention later. But we are we are we do have openings to join us in Santa Fe, New Mexico this fall. Um, yeah, which so, is just an awesome place. It's both Santa Fe and Taos. Yeah, so that'll yeah. be good. Yeah, and and the idea of these trips or these is not to really be you know a, a workshop. It's to be a guided. Uh, photo experience where we go and we do all this stuff but we're with a very small group you guys have anyone who comes would have access to to both of us to ask questions and and um, get tips and tricks in the field and get set up for the right places at the right time I mean and that's what it's all about yeah and I'm sure there will be some incredibly good New Mexican food as well which is just absolutely awesome well there is that yeah yeah <laughs> So for today, um, what we're going to do, because this is a, we get questions about this periodically from people, and it's some of our um, preferred shooting locations within Colorado. And um, so we'll talk about that, and I'm going to intersperse some stuff regarding, you know, shoots that I did with my son, because I, I went to all the places that we'll talk about with him, you know, at differing times. But, you know, just a little bit at first about some of the challenges that we do have, because I think many people from out of state think it's just incredibly easy to go and shoot at some of these places that we have yeah. in Colorado that, that are beautiful and stuff. But it's not quite as easy as people imagine. And, you know, one of the reasons that we don't do a whole lot of workshops to some of these places is you know, there are just challenges in terms of altitude and the the types of trails, the steepness of the trails, and especially for people who aren't acclimated, those can just be really hard. So places that we'll talk about today are ones that are a little bit easier mm -hmm. and, um, you know, pretty darn safe, but nice. It's funny, Rick, because, you know, as you know, my business is a lot of workshop-based mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. It's a component of what I do. And when when I say I'm a photographer in Colorado, the first question that they ask me, "Wow, you from you live in Colorado? You must get, you must have tons of photography out there." And ironically, I have very very few workshops here in Colorado for the reasons you mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people get told by their physician that you don't go to altitude. <laughs> so, you know, especially certain, you know, especially people of a certain age, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it is not easy if your workshop involves going up above tree line. Um, some of these places are not exactly close. Colorado is a huge state. And so as we're going to talk about, um, not just the conditions of the light, but the time that you would have to leave your house to get sunrise shoots would, would be like ridiculously, you know, 2.30 in the morning kind of times. And when, when that's your choice... Most of the time I vote to sleep in. <laughs> There's times where I've done it, but but a lot of places are just not that close from from major cities. You know, there's some right. that are great, but a lot of places involve two, three, even four hour drive. You were talking about the western side of Colorado. Yeah. So anyway, it's uh it it's crazy. So um Yeah. But I, I do love living in Colorado, don't get me wrong. But oh, it's, it's a just that state. <laughs> it's just that some of the things are are harder than people think. And a lot of the photos are taken at spots that are at the end of, you know, pr some pretty challenging trails. All right. Yeah. So let, let's head, you know, one other thing um, 
I guess, or a couple other things to mention. The preponderance of, of places tend to be morning shots yes. in Colorado. Yeah, that's true. They just do. And it, it's not, I'm not saying there aren't good s- spots on in what's called the western slope of Colorado, you know, the, the western side. There certainly are. But just the way things work out, it, you often end up shooting at sunrise and then thinking really hard about what you can do at sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, so just one thing. And then the other thing is, unlike some areas along the coasts where you can have those extended periods of time with nice, soft, warm light, uh, it's always surprising to me when I'm in places like that, how long it lingers. Here in Colorado, it's quick. And it, it goes from really cool, you know, alpine glow, warm light to harsh, bluish light in just a matter of minutes, really. Right. It's, right. it's incredibly fast. So you that's just get, something that you have to think about. You kind of get a chance to set up one shot, one particular location, <laughs> and, and you just, and you get it at that time, you know, whether it's a mountain peak, you know, the Alpine mm-hmm. glow or whatever. And then you go from just, you know, people talk about golden hour where we get golden two minutes. It's <laughs> really short. And then the next thing you know, you're dealing with, harsh directional light where just shadows your shadows in your own shot it's just very intense and then you know we get blue skies more often than people think clouds are actually a rarity here unless Mm -hmm. we're getting a storm and then we're totally socked in right so so we just don't get those those sort of partly cloudy days where you get the soft diffuse light it's very unpredictable when they happen it's amazing it's wonderful Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I think about wanting to go out and do some long exposure cloud photography, and it's almost impossible to predict. So yeah. I don't have as many as I'd like. Yeah. But let's, let's go ahead and, and hit some of these spots. Absolutely. Yeah. We've been in a lot of these, and you've been to more than, than I have for sure. Cause you yeah, I've, up here I've been to pretty much every part uh, of Colorado, I think, multiple times. But we'll start so, with some of our favorites. Yeah. So, you know, uh, an area that, that we've shot in, several times i think you know together including um, last year during the, the during the pandemic we managed yeah. to get there and we had a good time it was great sand dunes national park and it's it's a several hour drive from where we're at in colorado springs so again you know if we do that it's one of those things where we end up staying down there typically mm-hmm. several nights you know so we can be out there you know pretty early and I think lots of people have seen photos from, from the sand dunes, and it is very nice. Um, you can do some shooting along the road, and, and I wouldn't minimize how good that is. It can actually be quite good, especially with a little bit longer lens. Mm-hmm. If you really want to do the dune photography, you got to be prepared for a bit of a hike. And, and like with any sandy area, it's, it's like 10 times harder than it mm-hmm. looks. You, you can know, climb so, those dunes, but man. Oh my God. It's but hard even to do just it getting into yourself. the areas near their bases, you know, takes a while. Yeah, it's it's like it's, a good quarter of a mile walk. And it's a slog. And there's a stream that runs through. So you can end up getting wet if you're not careful. Yeah, certain um, times of the year. Yeah, there's certain times of the year where the mosquitoes will just destroy you there. Yeah. Um, and then you get, and, and this was a place where when, when we went there in 20, what was it, 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we went during that summer lull and 
fortunately, um, that was when I had just gotten that 24 to 200 uh, lens. And it, boy, was that useful because I didn't have to change lenses in the sand dunes. You just don't want to yeah. be, you really don't want to be doing that there. And you really don't want to deal with a tripod um, unless you've got a really light kit. You can do it, but then you've got other problems like tripods yeah. sinking into sand. <laughs> it really is a slog hiking through the sand there, but it, it is a cool, cool spot. I think the best part about it is those shots that you get because there's a mountain range directly behind the dunes. Mm -hmm. So you can get this right. juxtaposition of the sand dunes with these snow-covered peaks behind it, which you just don't see in most places. And that's no. very cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice spot. Next on the list is a place where sometime soon we'll be announcing a, a workshop. Hopefully, yes. Yeah. A photo shoot. And, and we've talked about it before, but Mount Evans, and, and we've um, thought about doing a workshop up there for many, many years, and, and I think we're going to do it this year. It'll, it'll, if we do it, it'll be a small group, no more than four people um, beyond us, Exclusive. so that we can get into one minivan. Uh, Mount Evans is, is a 14,000 foot mountain to the west of Denver. It's a little bit higher than Pikes Peak, and um, I think it's safe to say we both prefer it over Pikes Peak. Pikes, Pikes Peak has, you know, some nice things too, like the Cog Railway and things like that. But Mount Evans, in my opinion, is a little bit prettier. And it's pretty easy to photograph uh, mountain goats there. Um, the odds are, are really high. They're never 100%. And then it's just got some very pretty terrain and, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You have to be careful with the altitude if you're coming from sea level, because the most of the shooting that you will want to do is actually pretty close to the summit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, altitude yeah. has has an effect. But you know, when we take people up there, if we do that, you know, we'll be very careful and give people some good coaching on what to do and not do. Just to put it in perspective, the summit of Mount Evans, which is over 14,000 feet, that's 4,200 meters yeah. for, for our listeners in the rest of the scientific civilized yeah. world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you feel the absence of oxygen up you there. Really, you really, really do. Everything happens a little bit slower, slower but, there. But, it's, but then there's cool spots along the way. Like you mentioned, Bristol Golden Pines. There's, there's places where yeah. you can do some really kind of cool shooting that's right about tree line. So you're not, you're kind of on the edge there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's not quite as bad. All right. So expect something on that in the not too distant future. Um, and certainly if you're kind of interested in it without knowing the details, feel free to shoot us a note um, just for planning purposes. Next one on the list, Rocky Mountain National Park with some caveats. Mm -hmm. It's a great place. Oh, yeah. It, it, I haven't been in a, quite. I used to do a workshop there every fall mm -hmm. and it got logistically difficult because I think these are the caveats <laughs> that you're yeah, going to talk are. about. So, yeah, it used to be pretty easy to do and the first time i ran a workshop up there um it, it worked pretty well um the problem is like many places in the u.s you know some of the more popular popular national parks and this one is it can just get inundated especially if you're there on weekends i mean you should expect plenty of traffic and mm -hmm. things like that in and summertime and the, in the fall yeah and and the popular locations with trails can really get congested so it ends up being a place where if you can go there on weekdays, that's certainly better. 
there is a problem with a lot of fencing that's been put up around areas in order to protect them, which you know I'm, I'm good with. But boy, it, it runs some previously nice shots, unfortunately. And yeah. there's also a lot of pine beetle damage that's taken out um, you know, whole areas of trees and things like that, right. which yeah, wasn't the case even a couple decades ago, but it's still a beautiful place going over Trail Ridge Round, Mount, I mean, Trail Ridge Road across the park. It's just gorgeous and quite an experience. And there's elk <laughs> and, and you'll see little critters and, and uh, in the fall, the elk are doing their run. Sometimes moose. Um, yeah, sometimes moose. They're uh, harder. And then uh, you've got the lakes and stuff. And one of the things that we ought to do, Rick, is go back up there one day and just scout it out again. Because the last time I was there, you mentioned the pine bark beetles, which mm -hmm. just decimated. Uh, you know, they 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 eat the bark of the pine trees, the evergreens, and then they just all the needles fall off. The trees turn gray and die, and it's just huge swaths of dead moonscape trees. And yeah. And, you know, you can do those in monochrome. It's okay. But boy, is it not as good as it was. And there was one year when I was there, the last time I was there, we went to shoot one of the Alpine lakes, easy trailhead, you know, just park right by mm -hmm. the lake. And there was huge stacks of, of, of wood that they had yeah. chopped down and made pyramid, you know, teepees of, and it just ruined the shots. It was really hard to get the shots with yeah. all this debris. Now that may have been cleared out by now because it's been a long time. I'm sure it has. But but like, I know, think the I've fences, been, I know where you're talking about, and yeah. I think it is gone now. But the, the fences that you mentioned weren't there in 2004, which was the first time we met. Um, that workshop that you mentioned, mm -hmm. and you know now they've they've put orange snow, you know that plastic orange mesh snow fencing around aspen groves to protect them from deer eating them <laughs> the deer and the and the and the elk and that like you said is great but you don't want orange mesh snow fencing no. in the middle of your nice scenic no. pasture in you know, your meadow yeah yeah several of the shooting locations i had laid out for that workshop just aren't doable anymore yeah unfortunately and, and it's, fall colors it's, are just hard to predict around here yeah we have a window of time where you can kind of get them but it's it's not it's not the same yeah Anyway, this is turning I, out to be a little bit of a like depressing a yeah. subject. No, I love it's, going it's, there. It's just it's been still hard a beautiful, to shoot it. It, yeah, it really is great. Yeah, it is. A, it is still a very pretty and spot. And I think we're a little bit jaded by being living here and, and having seen it in the past in ways that the person coming from out of state would just not even think about. So very, keep in mind that our perspective is a little bit different here. Very true. Yeah. So let's talk about some places that I haven't been exactly. Uh-huh. Um, um, and that's the Indian Peaks area and Chasm mm -hmm. Lake. Tell me about that a little bit, Rick, because that's that's a place that uh, I haven't checked out. Yeah, it's that area is one that, especially, you know, like when I was in college in Boulder and and after that for a while, I, I did a lot of hiking around there because it was, you know, not too far away. And, and like other areas, it's gotten busy too. So the Indian Peaks area is, very close to Rocky Mountain National Park. It essentially adjoins with it. And it's just, you know, a series of peaks that are a little bit lower, but absolutely beautiful. And, and one trail in particular that I've always enjoyed is one that goes up to a place like uh, called Lake Isabel. And, and you get to it from the Lake Brainerd area, if you look on a map, but it's just very nice. It goes up to this Alpine Lake that's just above Timberline 
There's some bristlecone pines, some waterfalls if you get the timing right, columbines if you get the timing right. It's it's very nice, but it is kind of saturated with hikers from the Denver and Boulder area. So try to hit it um, during the week if you can. Mm -hmm. And then Chasm Lake is is a lake that is in the bowl of Long's Peak, another 14,000 foot mountain. It's, and the trailhead for that is actually the Long's Peak trailhead and that splits off. But Chasm Lake is just a, a gorgeous pine lake. And, and similarly, if you get the timing right, which usually means like July is good. You know, again, waterfalls, fields of columbine, and, it, and it's just gorgeous. You know, a bit of a scramble over some rocks toward the end. So that one, you know, be, between the altitude and, and some of the other things, you need to be in decent shape. You don't have to be in perfect shape, but you need to be in decent shape. And if you have any physical limitations, you know, think hard, but it is a very pretty area. As with many of these areas, they involve a pretty good, you know, you start backing out your times to get there at sunrise, you're hiking, at, if you're, you know, in the, potentially in the dark, so you just gotta be careful with the stuff that you bring. Yeah. It can be chilly. Yeah. And you mentioned the July timeframe. This is another challenge with Colorado. <laughs> um, people would be wondering, why don't I'm doing, why aren't you doing spring workshops in Colorado, Jason? It's well, it's because by the time our weather gets to be nice enough, you know, predictable enough to be decent, it's summer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Um, yeah. I would love to be shooting March and April when we have nice, decent sunrise times, you know, it's mm -hmm. not in human shooting times. The sun isn't coming up at four 30 in the morning or 5.00 AM. Uh, but honestly, we don't get reliably decent weather here until mid-may and so and by that time you're really getting into that summer daylight pattern where mm -hmm. sunrise is oh dark 30 and then sunsets not till really late in the evening you know nine o'clock sometimes or later um, and it can make for some really brutally long days if you're trying to to do that yeah and and we're not trying to chase people away from no stuff. it's just, but just it's, put, but put a layer reality. of realism on it if you so that you to, can plan accordingly and have a good time if, if you came to colorado in april that's when we get our wettest most heavy snow yeah you know that's just when it happens and that's a cool yeah. thing but it can make for a mess <laughs> yeah so the next place on the list is a, a national monument down in uh, southwestern colorado um going into Utah, actually. And it's Hovenweep National Monument. This is a, a complex of smaller um, Native American uh, communities, you know, built of stone. It's, it's not too far away from Mesa Verde and, and, you know, a little bit different time frames and cultures, but really interesting and really fun to photograph because these are, are pretty accessible places, but they're not inundated. And quite honestly, if you drive back into this area without a map or you know GPS to, to find this stuff, you're not gonna likely find it. It's not, a lot of them aren't well marked, especially if you know, it's got one main complex and then several smaller ones. And the smaller ones are actually quite nice, but you know, it's like one of them that my son and I were at um, here a few months ago 
there was just a little tiny sign with a picture of a bird on it. That was it. And, <laughs> you know, and just a dirt road that uh-huh. looked like you shouldn't go on it, but you could and should. And, and we had a great time photographing some really interesting structures there. Um, so Hovenweep is, is a nice area. And there's you some things adjacent. Do you need a four-wheel drive vehicle to get there, or is it pretty accessible? Um, what I would say is for Hovenweep, it's, it's, you're fine if you've got a vehicle with decent clearance. Okay. So it's more about having a little ground clearance, like a small SUV type of thing. Yeah, that would be super plenty fine. And, type of thing. Yeah, and then you just don't drive at crazy high speeds, and, and you're mm-hmm. good. But you don't need a full-on four-wheel drive. And then uh, a couple other things up in the northwestern part of the state, Colorado National Monument, which isn't too far away from Grand Junction, uh, and Dinosaur National Park up in the the, uh, northwest corner are both very nice. Um, You get some of that look that you will see in, in like the Arches area. Mm-hmm. In fact, there are some arches in uh, Colorado National Monument. Very, very pretty, very nice drive going around Colorado National Monument. The The way it's oriented, it's a little bit hard to do, you know, what I would call classic sunrise, mm-hmm. sunset shots. But there's still a lot of good shooting that could be done, um, you know, during the golden hour time or a little bit before or after that. And it's cool for for black and white there's some pullouts on the road you got that the gnarly junipers and kind of stuff like mm-hmm. that that works i lived in grand junction for about six months when i first moved to colorado so that was a place that i very quickly checked out as well as dinosaur national park which i went to see the, the fossils that was what's that you know and that's fun to do it is the the, but, the landscape there was a little bit sketchy but i wasn't there the right time for photography either i was yeah midday type of thing again you're talking of several hour drive to get there. Yeah. And then uh, the last one that I have on a list, and then we'll mention some places that we love, but are just, they've got some issues now. Um, so the last one on the main list is the million dollar highway, which runs between Durango and Silverton in Southwestern Colorado. And, and it's pretty in the summer, but when it's really gorgeous, is when the aspens are, are changing, which would typically be the latter part of September, early October timeframe. And it's just amazing. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful drive, you know, with the mountains and stuff and you get the aspen turning yellow and gold and orange and a little bit of red. I mean, it's, it's really nice. And there are some nice trails that you can do off of that road but just driving the road is easy to do and and gorgeous i think some of the most iconic fall colors photos from colorado typically come from that zone yeah the southwestern part of the state is you know really really pretty in the fall so it's good stuff so you know all of these are are great locations Mm -hmm. i I would say if anyone wants to come out to colorado and, and photograph them just it really you need to really be aware of the the right times and the and the distances and the driving and if there's going to be any hiking involved you know a lot of times it's not hard hiking but you are you just have to consider all of those things um and can and, and realize that you're not going to fly to denver and then go shoot 
um, Colorado National Monument that morning or, or, or uh, you know, it, it, some of these places require that you would stay more locally to them because otherwise the drive is just, it would be brutal, I think, to try to do that yeah. in the morning. One, one thing I've, I've definitely seen over the years is a lot of um, visitors from Europe really, really underestimate how long it takes to get between some spots mm -hmm. And then the, you know, shooting time. So I, you know, I've seen people talk about, you know, absolutely ridiculous itineraries, you know, in, in the Southwest part of the U S where, oh my God, you, yeah, you, you would die work. if you attempted to, to yeah. do that, you know, but, you know, give yourself some time, but some places that are challenging, do you want to lead Well, off? these are places that are gorgeous. They're awesome, but they've been generally, they've become so inundated that shooting there unless you're there at the right time and off peak middle of the week, it's really hard. Um, Cause they're just get overrun. And you know, the, the famous, the most famous one I think is Maroon Bells, right? That's yep. right. Right outside of Aspen. It's, it's gorgeous. You, everyone has seen this photo. It's the, it's the triangular peak with the lake in front of it. And if you're lucky, some fall colors and the peak has these really great, horizontal um, striations mm -hmm. these layers and in, in the, and you've, everyone has probably seen this shot if you were to post it and it's a postcard it is a postcard picture it is and it's not hard to take at all it's an extremely easy shot in terms uh, of you know where you shoot from and the ease of composing it it's, yeah, it's almost a you don't have a lot of choices really no um and, and so you know for that reason um it's great to visit and it's great to see, but if you go there in the fall and it's, especially if you're on a weekend, you probably will not be parking anywhere near the parking lot. If you're well, I think it's all a shuttle now. Uh, they, and, it, and I know in the summer during the daytime, they only let you get in through a shuttle. And so you're really yeah. at the mercy of, of other forms of transportation that you cannot control. Um, it's also a, sh a place that's, you know, overdone. So, so frankly, it's, it's nothing wrong with it. I love it. And if you were to go there, I would, I would have certainly encouraged you to get your photo there, but don't enter it in a local photo contest here because it would be <laughs> one of 800 submissions of that same yeah, shot. You, the, the poor judge will be bang, banging his or her head on the desk. You know, it's like an almost, it. it's almost an immediate criterion for elimination. Yeah. <laughs> but the last time that you and I shot there, but, you know, one, it was cold as hell. Oh, God, it was cold, yeah. <laughs> it, it, was, it was in the autumn. But how many other photographers and tripods do you think I, there were? Right. I had to compose my shot to remove any foreground elements because the foreground elements was a forest of tripods. Yeah. I mean, there were hundreds. You know, it's the same thing that Literally hundreds. at um, at um, uh, Mesa Arch in Canyonlands. Yeah, completely saturated with photographers. Yeah, even midweek these days, you know. It's yeah, midweek. this is a much bigger area to shoot from, but still, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So that that's one I would probably avoid. Um, you know, a a place that we love going to, and and we do shoot there fairly regularly, is you know very close by us, which is Garden of the Gods in Colorado mm -hmm. Springs, and it is beautiful, and I certainly would recommend people visit it, but it's gotten a lot harder to shoot. Yes. Um, you know, a lot of the places that you want to be shooting from are, are restricted now, mm -hmm. you know, because they're trying to, you know, and get the vegetation. Ve obvious to, reasons. Yes. Yes. We're not complaining about it. 
vegetation was trampled down by too many people. It's, you know, one of those two loved locations, but a lot of the, the nice classical spots are completely fenced off and, and accessible. And you'll get in trouble if you get in, go in there and get fined. And even some of the other areas, boy, they're very aggressive about mm -hmm. patrolling them, you know, yeah. just kind of crazed. So they won't let you off the pavement. If you take a step onto, you know, we went there a few years ago to photograph uh, the yucca boom, which mm -hmm. usually happens in, in May to early June, you know, somewhere in there, late May, mid, mid to late May. And you take one step off of a bike path on the main road and they came and said, nope, you can't do this. It's yeah. really hard to compose a close foreground object when you can't get close to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's still very nice, but it's a lot harder to do. Um, anything else? I mean, th th these are places that everyone would, I mean, by no means would we not want to shoot there. It's just no, no, a no. lot harder. Yeah. So, just so, kind of temper your expectations yeah a little bit especially the and most of this has to do with just sheer volume of people yeah uh, garden of the gods is a free free park and it's always been that way and that's because that was how it was set up with the city mm -hmm. so people like to go places that don't have an admission fee yeah it's just one of our city parks so you got to find other things but it's still a beautiful state i don't regret living here <laughs> it's all good no, no. um so um, anything else that uh, you can come up with? Um, the, actually, I'll, I'll put on a place that's not hard to do. And you've okay. done it with me. Mm -hmm. um, and it's the Flatirons in Boulder, oh, yeah. in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. And the famous um, formation. Very famous and beautiful. And, and it's fun to photograph. It's, you know, if you're from Colorado, it's overdone. Um, not quite to the extent of of uh, the maroon bells but you know a little bit overdone but it's very pretty and it, it can be um, wonderful if you get a little bit of fog like we did the first time i, I took yeah, you there back in 04 <laughs> yeah um it, it's just very nice network of trails at the bottom again you know try to do it on a weekday because it is just so popular you know people in boulder love the place and, and justifiably so so they the, get out there the walk to the main vantage point is up a grade yeah so so it doesn't was, look like much there were but... some wheezing folks it's not hard it, you can do no. it you just have to give yourself enough time to do it it's no, not it's hard at funny. all it's a straight shot but don't expect the jackrabbit up that thing yeah. uh, <laughs> mountain goat. yeah but so. it's, yeah I, I have those shots on slides i was actually looking at them recently i have yeah I have that's them, funny you know in a binder of slide sleeves uh all shot with velvia or yeah. whatever it was back in the days so um anyway i think we're about out of time for today so yep. thanks again for everyone for your patience and we're glad to be back um stay tuned for more updates from us and again that's over on our facebook page facebook.com slash image doctors um and uh we will see you next time happy shooting all right bye-bye